Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Welcome back to Martha Norwalk's Animal World. This is the last Sunday of the year, last Sunday of the month, which means it's Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. That would be me. And we're here with uh, Matt Shea's going to stay with us. Eileen Grimes, I'm going to introduce in just a moment, but I do have to, uh, I cannot let this moment pass without talking about uh, the song that we just heard, which is all Old Lang Syne which is a song in my mind when that was playing. I was thinking about years past when we would all get together in parties and then at midnight we would all sing that song together. And it was a really uh, heartfelt uh, moment to talk about the the year that has gone and has passed and is ending and the hope and, uh, and well, the hope that we're going to have a much better year and, 2021 and i just wanted to take a moment to say first of all um christmas and new year's are times when we all want to get together but this is not the time to do that uh please stay home please stay um with the only the people that you live with and wear your mask when you go out and socially distance and because um i was talking to uh nathan before the uh show and I said, Nathan, it's so sad. Do you realize that since the last time we talked, which was one month ago, 80,000 people have died in our country of COVID. And to date, over 300, that number just is just mind-boggling to me, over 335,000 people have died in nine months of this. Um, so what I'd like to do, for just a moment and i'd like to honor martha for putting that on and uh it's it's really is important i would like to take a moment if we could and just have a, a little moment i know silence on the radio is death normally 
but I would like to just uh, um, take a moment and and have everyone think about all the folks, all the families that have been affected, all the people that have passed away in the over this last year uh, due to the virus, and uh, take a moment to silence to think about them and your friends and also the people who will die that don't know that they're going to die yet uh, because it's continuing and it's uh, a major issue. So um, we're going to take a moment of silence, if you, if you please. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for indulging me in that. It is the time, it is the strangest times that we've ever faced as a country, at least in the last hundred years. And, and uh, I hope that everybody will, uh, under, will take to heart that we still are in the middle of this thing. Um, people who don't know that they're, the people that don't have it yet are going to get it and more people are going to die and we can do stuff stuff to stop it at least personally and that's wear a mask socially distance and only do what you have to do going outside um and talk and being around strangers so i hope that you'll uh, listen to that because i want every one of martha's listeners to be back for the very long time and to not have to worry about uh, the COVID. So uh, with that, um, thank you very much for again for indulging me. And uh, I'd like to uh, introduce Eileen Grimes. She is the host of Jupiter Rising, which is heard on Saturdays on KKNW. Eileen, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're thank doing- you for the... Thank you for the, the silent moment there for the people that have lost their lives to due to COVID. That's important. need to acknowledge them because they kind of gave their life for the country. So, unfortunately, it's a heck of a way to give their life. But anyway, it's, it's bad. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, sorry. Was... I'll just take over the whole show. Watch out. Well, you see, that's... <laughs> That's the thing that happens when there are a couple of radio hosts that get together. It's like, well, there's not enough room to talk for both of us. So, but you, That's they, right. But I invited you on here. First of all, you're a good friend of Matt's, and you also are working with Matt and me with the Barrel Flow Monkeys second edition. And, That's uh, right. You're going to voice yours this coming week with me, this and week. we're going to get this together. Yeah, yeah this is going to be fun. This one's going to be a fun one, too. It's a it's a fun story. I'm trying to remember the name of it right now. Why can't I remember? I find my script. The Guardian, the Guardian Angel Report. Oh, thank you. Yes, that's right. It's a very good. It's a very good story. So I've been working on that for the last several days. So I'll sound like I'm actually know what I'm doing when I'm right reading it. So. Well, you did a great job on the last on the last book. Oh, thank you. I've yeah. had a lot of people make contact, and unanimously, you got the number one vote of those four stories. Wow. Kevin um, and Doug were sensational, but uh, more, most people said that the way you narrated your story, that was their favorite on the first one. Oh, that's cool. Thank you for letting me know. That's nice. Because that's the first time I've ever done anything like that, and I kind of realized, well, that's another way to, you know, to expand my skill set, I guess is to do something like that. So I find it a lot of fun. And um, I, I noticed that in this coming um, story that I'm doing, it seems like I think there's a couple of angels that are British, <laughs> you know, with their names the way <laughs> yes. they are. <laughs> so have you come up with a British accent, have you, love? British, yes, quite so. You know, I'm oh, probably going <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to figure out if I'm going to do British accents for the characters, you know. And so, um, anyway, I'll figure it out. Kevin and I will figure it out. So, anyway. we will. It'll be a fine time that we'll have together with it. Yeah, that sounds like you're Irish there, honey. It does. Well, that's what it is. I can't do an English accent. I do it an Irish accent. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, with a name like Ireland. McDonald. <laughs> I know, I know. 
and yeah. I, I I can do I'll, if I work at it I can do a liver puglian accent. Uh, oh oh yeah, that one's a little off, isn't it? A little off kilter, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah because so of the Beatles, you know. That's that's right, don't you know? <laughs> Yes, indeed. So let's talk about uh, your work as an astrologer. I imagine that you've been getting a whole bunch of people that are coming up to you and saying, "Did you get? Did you? Did, why are we going through this? What's going on with the stars that are making all of this happen for us?" Well, it, it kind of goes back a few few years. Uh, I think um, this this time in our history was viewed as something that was going to be rather hinky, to say the least. And uh, especially due to two planets that were coming in and, and conjoining each other, that was Saturn and Pluto. And and whenever they do that, Saturn and Pluto are very heavy energies. Saturn is like uh, governments and, and and how you take care of yourself and, you know, it's sort of personal in that way, but it has a lot to do with societal things that are going on. And then there's Pluto, which is just global anything. It, it affects the whole planet. So um, it looked like it was going to be fairly big. And I remember talking to some astrologer friends on Facebook, and they were all saying, you know, this is the time usually when a pandemic will start. And I said, well, that's a lovely idea, because because these two planets seem to have association with the the idea or the the phenomenon of a pandemic and uh, and saturn is is, is it's, it's interesting how we've had to become socially distanced from each other because saturn is all about socially distancing it's having boundaries between you and other people it's really the symbolism is quite amazing and then and then you have pluto which is you know something that's creeping into society that is taking over everybody and it's it's having it's affecting a lot of lives Pluto has to do with death and transformation. So out of this experience, and it's still not quite over yet, this started in approximately the first conjoined time. It's interesting when you think about it. First time they came together in the sky was in January last year. That's when it was discovered, you know. Yeah, and so... I remember having a really bad flu. Matt will tell you about this. I had a really bad flu in the middle middle of January for a couple of weeks. I was so sick. I've never had anything like that before. And I keep wondering if it might have been COVID, you know, because I had all sorts of wacky symptoms that I couldn't explain. But um, it, it, it's an interesting thing what that kind of the the COVID vaccine uh, does to people it forces people to be completely isolated you know whether they're in the hospital or at home they can't see anybody else and uh, you know and so it's it's kind of interesting to kind of apply the principles of astrology to that event because anytime you have a Saturn and Pluto it really has us looking very deeply at our lives and looking deeply at you know what's working and what's not but you know, it's it's a time in our lives where we have to make massive changes or else, you know. And so we've had to face that, you know, um, this is something that just took the world over very quickly. And so, <clears throat> you know, over the last several months, watching the death toll climb every day, to, you know, it's, it's gotten really out of, out of whack right now. But... So, you know, after all this said and done, having all these things happening, and and Saturn was in Capricorn, which is its own sign, which is interesting, too, because Saturn rules Capricorn, so you have this complication there, too. And then Pluto and Capricorn, and they've been traveling together here for a while, but now Saturn and Jupiter have moved out of Capricorn or into Aquarius, and First, we had the grand conjunction last last week, or just a few days ago, you know, where they were together in the skies, which was a once in eight hundred year event, you know, and uh, the last time it was completely at the same degree, same sign, and same part of the sky was in twelve twenty six. That's kind of a long time ago, 
Can so, I ask you about that one? Yeah. Sure. Just, just just because there are there are people because it happened at Christmas time, yeah. um, and you're familiar with the uh, the uh, uh, Jesus story that yeah, there oh, was yeah. the the uh, um, bright light in the sky, and that right. fall, and that allowed the uh, um, wise men and the shepherds and stuff to find the manger. Right. Um, right. Is, yeah. Is that what this was? Do you think? Yeah, in some respects, because. Even though Saturn and, and Jupiter were not in the exact same point in the sky, a million miles apart, but they were kind of at, right around the same what we call declination. And uh, declinations, if you look straight out from the Earth and you look at the planet, say you look at the North Star, the way that was happening way back in 7, 7 AD was when this happened, when Jesus was born. And uh, what happened, I'll tell you a story about that because I'm pretty familiar with it. But that at that time, there was six or seven planets in the sign of Pisces. And it was Jupiter, and there was Saturn, and there was Venus, and Mars, and, and the Sun, and the Moon, and, and all that stuff. And, and so the three wise men found out, well, they're astrologers, right? So they they were looking at their star maps and seeing that uh, this was a massive conjunction of planets. And Pisces is all about spirituality and, and Messiah stuff, you know, so the symbolism was there. So uh, they decided to cast their star maps to see where the heck these stars lie, uh, lay above us in declination. And where it was, it was in Bethlehem. And they went there, and they found the the Messiah. So, I mean, that was pretty good darn reading of of a chart. But the chart of that, I have a, a copy of the chart in one of my books. It's just phenomenal to look at. Those there are these little planets all stuck there. There were six of them right next to each other, and they all in each symbolism of each planet represented the birth of a Messiah. So and that, was, um, that was called the Star of Bethlehem. That was the star of Bethlehem, right? Yeah, the and North I Star. Was, yeah, and I didn't make that. I I didn't remember that myself. Nathan makes me smarter than I am sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's smart too. Yes. So, um, yeah, and that was just a huge thing. And and you know, the three wise men took took off on their journey to find this Messiah, and sure enough, they sure found him. So, um, it was a uh, it was definitely the planets were pointing down on the Earth, saying watch out for this is important so it, it there's a lot of people saying that there was probably a messiah born several days ago possibly because it's called a grand conjunction or a, a north star of sorts they were at one point very close together not quite totally conjunct but really close and so they were moving closer and closer and closer day by day by day and on the 21st on the solstice which was interesting, and um, had it about 5.30 in the evening here. Um, of course, we couldn't see it because of the clouds, but um, they would have been right on top of each other. It looked like a really large star. So, yeah, that would have been pretty amazing to see. Uh, all of us around here were upset that we couldn't see it. But, uh, yeah. Boy, you've done you've done your homework. You you know what you're doing as an astrologer, don't you? <laughs> well, I hope so. You know, I've been studying this for over thirty years, and um, I always keep an eye on the sky because something's always going on out there that we need to pay attention to. You know, right now um, Pluto is at the tail end of Capricorn, so it's kind of messing with stuff. You know, and I could talk about our government uh, up the wazoo because it seems to be applying to our government, but I'm not going to do that because it's it's um, there's a whole lot of mixed stuff going on there. But uh, <clears throat> indeed, that's 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 true. And by the way, uh, Nathan has a question for you. Yeah, Eileen. Oh, he does. Uh, yes. You were talking about in your description of the conjunction that just happened. Right. earlier this week, how some were saying that a messiah or some significant figure was birthed. I'm curious, yeah. in 1226, the last time this happened, was there a significant similar type event that happened in that time uh, period? I'm trying to remember what happened around in that time. I can't remember exactly, but I don't think so. But I think there was something, there may have been somebody who came into power in a country, or they left power or something, and it changed the whole whole planet because of that. 
So it was a huge event. It just wasn't, you know, a Messiah-type thing. But these are only two planets, remember, two out of 12, 10 planets here, you know, that, that came together. And I don't think if we had all of them together, what that would have been, that would have brought in a Messiah for sure. So, yeah, you got to have, you know, Jupiter and Saturn happen to symbolize uh, Jupiter is opening doors of opportunity, and Saturn seems to want to close them. It's sort of the, the two entities of Saturn and Jupiter are antithetical to each other. They're opposites. So one opens doors, the other closes them, you know, so, and and government is Saturn and Jupiter is the expansion. And in the sign of Aquarius, which is kind of a reaction to the Capricorn. Capricorn means everything just kind of chugs along at the same stuff, and the same stuff is over and over and over again. When Aquarius moves in, it says, time to change the stuff. We've got to change the laundry. We've got to get that out and put the new stuff in. And largely what that has to do with Aquarius, it has to do with the getting together of people to make things happen. We have not done that through the last five or six years. It's been one person or several people, and all the rest of us are sitting around looking at them going, well, what do we do now? You know, and so now it's changing because we're getting more involved with with specific causes and specific things that will help the country. It's a little bit more selfless with the Aquarius, and I have a lot of hope for this country now, whereas before I was a little doubtful. So, yes. So, well, we are going to, okay. we're going to, by the way, we're talking with Eileen Grimes. She's an astrologer and she's got her own show, which is called The Jupiter Rising Show. <laughs> and it's heard on this magical station called KKNW. I believe it's Saturday at 11 o'clock. Is that right? That's, that's right. Yesterday we did a repeat of a show that we had uh, astrologer Stephen Forrest on, who was fabulous. So, um, yeah, and um, so, yeah, we're on next Saturday, and guess who's our guest? It's Matt Shea. Matt Shea will be on our show next Saturday. Oh, I, he's not very good. I wouldn't have him on. It depends <laughs> what with Kevin. <laughs> there. Okay, we, we, need, we need to take a break, and when we come back, because Eileen has been looking at this quite a little bit, and we do need some positive news, uh, coming out, going into 2021. So we're going to talk about that, and hopefully she's got good news for us. And uh, and we're, but we're going to take a break right now. Please listen to the advertisers and follow their instructions and do what they need you to do to, to keep it going. So we'll be right back. This is KKNW 11:58. Hi there, it's me, Kevin McDonald from Positive Talk, and I have a great podcast recommendation for you. It's called My Independence Report. And it features great episodes from the past, as well as new interviews and positive thoughts and ideas relevant today. I hope that you'll take the time to give it a shot. Just go to MyIndependenceReport.com or wherever you get your podcasts. That's MyIndependenceReport.com. And remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. Just makes you smile, doesn't it? Uh, the 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 cats on uh, playing and the music that just makes you smile. I understand that the the, uh, the gentleman who uh, put that together, his name is Mike Spell. Mike, Mike Spella. Mike Spella. Okay. And uh, I don't know if he if those are still available or not to go on the internet. And look, Mike Spella is, is his name. I don't know how you pronounce or how you spell his last name, but but that's you have to figure that out all by yourself. Um, we're talking with Eileen Grimes, and she is with the Jupiter Rising Show. Well, she's not with it. She is the Jupiter Rising Show, and she's on Saturdays on KKNW at 11 o'clock a.m., and uh, she talks astrology. And, uh, Matt, do you have a question for Eileen? Well, I just want to say that uh, she does her readings after dark with the places allow us to fill up their dining rooms, and they're so much fun. And I don't know if Eileen's aware of this, but after she gives a reading and the next person gets in line, I will nonchalantly go to the restroom. I will listen to these people talk about it. Hello? You wouldn't believe it. How does she know these things? Spot on. You get a frenzy going every time somebody gets a reading for the first time. 
I don't know if they go into a frenzy, but it, that's what you know, I see it, when they leave the room. Well, they go into the frenzy. Apparently, they go into a frenzy in the bathroom. Um, oh. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> so, no, they're excited about it. Yes. They're talking yeah, about right. it. They come back with their moms, their friends. So, do you ever have it like the manager come in to find out who's hanging around the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't Jenna, seen anything yeah. like that, but I'll keep my eye out. <laughs> so, so, Eileen, you do a lot of work with uh, uh, going to restaurants, and you work with people to do re individual readings and all of that. Can you do a collective reading for us going into 2021 and kind of give us an idea? We're tired, man. We're, we're tired of working out. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, this Pluto-Saturn stuff is designed to actually trounce the, the crap out of you, pardon the expression, you know, to the point where, you know, you are where you are right now, that you're exhausted, tired from the COVID, tired from the government, tired, well, you name it, you know. And when you have that much stress going on inside of you, um, there's really not much you can do. And I think actually the idea of staying alone and taking care of yourself is the best idea in the whole world to do. You know, even though you really have, you can't really be next to people or, or so, uh, socialize that much. It's just as well, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to do that. And, and really it freaks people out. Ones that are really oriented toward, towards social interaction and people, people watching and people connecting. You know, people that are like that really feel this badly because um, they're basically left with themselves. Now, the key here is is that, you know, that's actually a good thing, you know, especially if you've not been introspective on your life and you haven't really taken a look at what it, you're doing with it, and there's things that you could correct, and there's probably things deep down that are bothering you that you are overcompensating by doing something else. You know, and and um, and so people are saying, "Well, I have to stay home, and it's so depressing." But I, and then in the end, to hear them say, "I'm really glad this happened because I had got a lot of chances to to figure things out and try to analyze things and and really understand uh, what I've been going through." You know, because there's nothing worse than being able. Well, not worse, but there's nothing better than being alone and facing yourself, and you have to do it because you have no other choice, you know. And so, um, and with the Saturn part of this, I'm not surprised that everybody has been segregated and isolated because that's, that's pretty much what Saturn does. When somebody who is Saturnian gets to the top of the heap, you know, uh, in a career, they're up there by themselves. You know, they may have a supporting staff, but they're pretty much up there by themselves. So they say it's lonely at the top, you know. And so in this case, it's lonely wherever you are, you know. But loneliness can actually be turned around and transformed into knowledge, self-knowledge. So that's what I've been using this time for. And I, I really have found that I haven't been gravitating to a lot of people because, you know, just people like you and Matt and, you know, my friends and my periphery, you know, and I see Nathan and all that kind of stuff. But the rest of it, I don't, there's not much going on just because, you know, frankly, I'm sitting here working here at home. I got a work to do. I have lots of work to do. So I'm doing that and it's really satisfying for me. So we do find different avenues that we can explore by ourselves, you know, and to find out who you really are, really doing some self-help. So there you have it. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. As a matter of fact, I think it's vital in this time it is vital. when, when there's so much negativity and yeah. hate, and we've been inundated with hate, division, and fear. Yeah. Uh, and it's really important for you to sit back, meditate with yourself, listen to the voices that come through, the other, the, your guides, your angels, the people that are there to support you, because they have not left us. They, no. they're, we're just in the middle of a, of a, of a crisis, but they want to help us through it. Um, do you agree with that? Absolutely. It's, a, it's a, what we call an existential crisis, and it's, what, it's going to be that way for just about everybody on the planet.
you know, those people that are, um, the ones that really are coming to an end of the road and there's nothing at the end of the road for them to, to sustain them, you know, and so what do they have to do? They have to, the, the perspective must turn within. You have to look within to see what it is that you need and want. And, and one of the things I tell people about in their charts, is to go where your moon is, you know, because your moon is telling you all about your needs and wants, things that will make you feel secure and stable. And that's the most important thing about this whole business is that, you know, if we're looking for stability and security and we don't know where we're looking because we haven't got a clue, we've never really looked, and basically we have looked to outside of us to provide that stability and security, we find out that a lot of times, probably about 99% of the time, that never works for people because they can't self-sustain it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They can't. Um, it's sort of like I was listening to an interview with James Comey, who was the former FBI director, and he was talking about Trump. And you know, I am bringing in Trump just for a second, you know, as a reference because somebody asked him what was, why was he the way he was. He says he doesn't have any external reference points. You know, for him, it's reversed. He has all he re- he relies on as stuff is in himself. You know, and so he, the reference points he's actually looking to those reference points to get the mirror to see who he is. But that's not enough. He has to do the inner work. So it's one of the reasons that you know there's things that are kind of messed up in River City over there. But um, but no external reference points. He doesn't have a sense of the way people are, you know, he doesn't understand them because his, his, all of his stuff is inside. Now, I was just saying that it's a good idea to go inside and disregard the external reference points. But, you know, um, the, the reason for doing it, you have to find out the real reason for doing that. You know, is, is it narcissistic or something? You know, because you don't know anything else, and you only have your perspective, and your only your perspective matters above everybody else's. Or is it because um, you've never looked there before for information that you can find that that will help you? And I think, um, and a lot of people do this, especially when it comes to their jobs and their business. They think they can only go down one road, and it's only because they've only explored one. road. Road. And the idea here is that when you start expanding, when you start going inside and you start really getting involved with your imagination, you know, and maybe writing things down and, you know, taking some exploratory routes that are creative, you're going to find yourself adding a skill set to your, your, whole, your general skill set, which is, you know, basically you can throw it on your resume. You know, and that's your personal resume, but it could be on your professional resume as well. You know, so um, it it's um, that's one of the reasons we're going within. And people are finding out that they're very creative, especially when they're trying to rebuild a business that's falling apart because of sure. the COVID. You know, and then they kind of go, wait a minute, maybe we could do it this way. We could take this route. They have people assist them, or maybe we can market something else. It brings out the imagination on all of us. And that's one of the things that's really lacking right now is imagination, is to figure out maybe something different that you could do that you'll be good at. The, and the, kind of the criteria is, so what are you passionate about and what are you good at? You know, those are the two criteria. And what would you pay somebody for you to do that you would literally pay somebody to do that job that you normally get paid for because you love it so much that's the key here you know is is finding the passion well and the other thing is is that when you are and say business owners today there's a lot of innovation through yeah. necessity because they have yeah. no choice if you want yes, to be in the is. restaurant business you can't have a dining room full of people and no. so you have to figure out a way to get your food, your product to people um, differently than it's ever yeah. been done before. And exactly. all, that's, all that's coming true. I wanted to ask you, since you brought him up, I wanted to ask you one, one real quick question, and then we'll leave him alone. Uh, 
between now and January 20th, from what I understand, he's capable of doing almost virtually anything. Is he yeah. going to quiet down, or are we going to looking for a three-week bumpy ride? You know, I could do an entire two- or three-hour show on him because he's so unique. But uh, let me just get you to get you down to some broad area points here. First of all, he uh, has things in his astrological chart. I'm referring to his chart now. Um, he has a thing called Sun and Uranus together in the chart, at the top of the chart, right next to each other, which means he has a personality of somebody who's, who is a rebel and basically goes against all societal norms, which he's been doing since day one, you know, and we recognize that, and a lot of people are really frightened by that. You know, that's normal for him. So he's taking on the government. He's trying to, you know, get rid of the Constitution, all that other stuff. You know, I could go into all that, but we already have seen what's happened. But, you know, um, there is just some... Uh, a real strong um, need to be unique and different. And unfortunately, it's taken some bad turns down different roads. And then also in his chart, there's a Neptune um, Mercury square that, that basically says, you know, there's some questioning about his telling the truth. That's very typical with that aspect. Most people who have that aspect have an issue with being able to per perceive the truth as, not as they see it, but as it is. Okay, so the Neptune kind of clouds that, you know, and so um, there is that issue. And he was born on a full moon eclipse, which is interesting. So that brings sort of benefits into a person's life. But uh, right now he's acting out a lot of his, what we call his 12th house stuff. Now, by the way, the 12th house in the astrology chart is really interesting because it basically contains any energies, planets, or signs on that house. It's going to tell you a little bit about past lives, what this person did in a past life. You know, and he has Mars in Leo and he has Pluto in Leo in the 12th. So... He was probably a, an incredibly powerful leader in the previous lifetime who was very warrior-like. You know, he was a warrior. He was fighting for everything, and he's still doing that this lifetime. So he's carried that over to this lifetime. And also about power, you know, his, his the power base, how he's so concentrated on keeping power. He, the thing of it is he doesn't really care about the presidency. He cares about the associated power that goes along with it. So, um, you know, there it, it's kind of a scary chart, but it doesn't surprise me too much that he got into being a president, you know, and he won the election. Because, you know, he there's just a whole lot of stuff there that means that he, he can pretty much create whatever universe that he wants to do. However, right now he's got some major astrological things going on that are changing things radically and quickly. So uh, he's kind of gone into the tank a bit with, you know, with his constituents and other people, and especially how he's handling things right now, and whether or not he's actually going to leave office on the 20th. Uh, you know, that's something that a lot of astrologers are debating, because the rules state that the incoming president must take office at noon on January 20th. That's the law. Okay, it's what the Constitution says. And because it's the law is that way, he's saying, I'm not going to do it. So you, and he's been talking. He's been talking a lot about that, you know, staying in office. So he's bucking up against the, you know, the authority, or which is in this case, our government, all the rules that have ever been set up. He says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something different. So, yeah, but you uh, know what? He's he's going to be stuck with it because uh, on January at noon on January twentieth, the power goes to Joe Biden, and that's the end of yeah, that. Yeah, it does. Yes, it and does. Nothing yeah, can, yeah, not a thing in the world that he can do about that. By the way, we need to take a break, Eileen, and uh, and we're going to come back in just a moment uh, for our last break with Eileen Grimes. And I'm going to open up the phone lines. If you'd like to call her, if you have a question for her, she is so good. I have to tell you, uh, you should tune in to the uh, Jupiter Rising show Saturday at 11 o'clock, and you can get all kinds of information from her. But you can do it right now if you want to give us a call, 425 373 Twenty-seven or eight 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 two nine eight five five 
1-800-227-5569. We're going to be right back after these important messages. Please stay tuned. You're listening to KKNW. Welcome back to the Kitty Show. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to uh, Ellen, <laughs> Martha Norwalk's Animal World. This is the last Sunday of the year, last Sunday certainly of the month, and which means that uh, this is Positive Talk with me, Kevin McDonald, and today we have Eileen Grimes. I wanted to make sure that you uh, got this because we talked about it uh, going into the, our last break or coming out of it anyway, but CDs for the uh, uh, for the either the Jingle Cats or the Jingle Dogs are available on iTunes, and if you want to get those to use for next Christmas or just to listen to them anytime, you can just go to iTunes and get those. Uh, there aren't uh, um, Jingle Cats and Dogs, but Jingle Cats or Jingle Dogs, so you can you can do that. And that's brought to you by Nathan. Thank you very much. He he is so smart. He looks on the internet while we're doing this and stuff, and it works out really well. And Eileen Grimes from the Jupiter Rising Show is with us, and um, she she's just so knowledgeable about all of this stuff. Matt, she's you've been on her show a number of times. It's 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 fun to listen to her, isn't it? It's a lot of fun because there's so much more to it than just astrology. It's a fireside thing. It's very yeah. elusive, and it's kind of a rotating topic thing. It's it's like a sing-along, and you could call in. People do call in. Of course oh, they yeah. do, because yeah. they want to find out what's what's going on with them. So, mm-hmm. um, and if far be it from me, but you've you've actually read me before, and and yeah. in, in the chart, and the things that you've said are really really accurate. So, oh good, I'm glad. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and there's one thing I just wanted to mention before we move on, and this is important. I mean, we're talking about the events of 2021, and this is something that's starting to happen. It will start at the end of this year, moving into next year, into 2022, into 2024. And uh, this will be um, an interesting transit because it's not something that the United States has ever had before. And um, each of the planets has a certain orbital uh, length of time it takes for them to get around the sun. And so uh, we're talking about, say, Mars has a two-year orbit, uh, Saturn has a 29-and-a-half-year orbit, and Jupiter has a 12-year orbit to get all the way around the sun. Now, when we come to Pluto, Pluto is the furthermost planet out there. Well, for a while it wasn't. It was on the inside of Neptune's orbit, but I digress. Anyway, um, it's back out there to being the furthermost planet, and its orbital um, uh, time is 248 years to go around the sun. So the last time um, that Pluto was at the degree of 20, 27 Capricorn, was 1776. Oh, wow. What is, yeah, yes, what does that tell you? That's well, our Independence Day. Yes, that's right, and it's going to come back to 27 Capricorn this coming year into next year. It's called a Pluto return. Okay, so whenever you have Jupiter going all the way around the chart, like you have Jupiter in your chart at you know, whatever degree it is, and it goes all the way around, that's a Jupiter return. That's 12 years. It takes time to do that. Now, a a Pluto return is 248 years, and it goes from 27 Capricorn back to 27 Capricorn, all the way around the Zodiac. But because of the Pluto, the interesting thing, stuff happens on those particular events, usually for people in their charts. However, we most of us have not been on the planet for 248 years. So, uh, as we know, yes, it's true. So, the last time was 1776, and so we have this business that's going on that Pluto return into next year into 2024 because Pluto Pluto transits take a long time. So, usually, um, things happen around Pluto. Pluto is 
Well, they say it has to do with the death of things and it transforms and it can be in transfiguration. It's really in depth, deep work, deep soul work for for people who have Pluto transits to their regular planets like the sun or the moon. But to itself, it basically means that there's going to be a lot of, I think, upheaval over the next two to three years. And it could, and the thing is, is that this is not just the United States. This is the whole planet that's going to go through it. So, you know, well, actually, it is the United States, excuse me. But we affect everybody. Whatever happens to us happens to everybody. So um, it is the Pluto return of the United States chart, which is July 4th, 1776. So, um,. None of us are looking forward to this, you know, because we actually think personally that the last year or so has been a setup to have us prepare us for the Pluto return in 2022. So, can, it, can we make it 2021 and skip over the uh, the yeah, 2021 negative parts? We're, yeah, we're, thinking, we're just really tired of that now. I know, I know. It's so like, how could we go through any more? Well, it's amazing what you will find in human beings, the resilience that is there. That's you know, true. and somehow each person is going to interpret this movement of these planets a little differently. It's going to mean something to them and only them that certain way. And so, uh, and that's, that's the thing that is when something like this happens to somebody very deep and it completely changes their lives and changes the course of their lives, it can only be good because basically what we are here to do is to evolve as human beings. We start at point A and we get to point B at the end of our life. In between, there's a lot of stuff that happens. And there will be points in your life where you will look back and say, I remember when this happened, that changed my whole life. You know, and and you kind of wish for those things to come along and happen, because if you're on a really sort of a sluggishly dead course doing nothing, then something happens, like say you lose somebody very close to you, and a lot of people will be going through that because of the pandemic, because of losing a lot of relatives. So this may have a, a real impact on the way their family operates. I see I'm digressing all over the place. I, I kind of trinkle my train of thought goes wherever it goes, but... When you have these changes happen with the, the all with the planets, and then all the people are going through all this, they're all going to have transformational experiences. This is going to profoundly change the way our planet operates. It just is. I, th- I think I think you're absolutely right. By and and I wish by gum that we had like like a couple three hours to just sit here and talk because i could just sit here and listen to you for the entire time but uh last we're going to run out of time and i want to make sure we get the information out about all the stuff that you're doing and that is uh uh, let's talk about your radio show real quick who's coming on next week okay radio show is the jupiter rising show it's on every saturdays at 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock a.m and 11 a.m to 12 p.m um yes Anyway, and I'm going to have on Matt Shea this week. Matt's the usual guest of ours because he comes on and he just really kind of enlightens people kind of very lightly, you know. It's very light stuff and it's really nice. And I think it helps us to all, you know, cope a little bit better. So he'll be on this week. And the following week on, I'm going to have on a man named Michelangelo, who is a astrologer, but also a musician. Because I used to be a musician. I still do that. But we are basically taking different um, people that are composers, classical composers, and looking at their chart and talking about their music. So it's a really cool thing, and he's really knowledgeable, so we're doing that next week. Yay. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Now, you're also also an author, are you not? Yes, I am. I wrote a book called Titanic Astrology, The Grand Design of a Famous Shipwreck. I wrote that in 2004, and I'm working on my second book now. It should be done by the end of the year. It's basically on a rather uh, strong 
sort of unusual signature in birth charts that when it's there, it happens to take over, over their whole lives. So it's called the stationary planet, and I don't know anything else. I don't know what the title is going to be, but it's going to be on the stationary planet, which I can talk about some other time when I'm on the show. And then also I do a, a horoscope column for uh, KKNW's website every week. So awesome. that too. Yeah. Matt, 30 seconds. Yes. Eileen, I was a huge Titanic buff years and years before they ever discovered it, and I've read everything imaginable printed about the Titanic, all the books, I've seen all the documentaries. Your book was the last book I've read about the Titanic, and it was full of many things I never knew about. It was just incredible, the research you've done on that book. Oh, thank you. Thank you. By so the way, much. we've been talking with Eileen Grimes. Go and listen to uh, Jupiter Rising on at eleven o'clock on KKNW every Saturday. Uh, we need to take a break for the top of the hour again. Next hour, Coriel Kramer is going to be with us, and we are going to talk about animal blueprints. You do not want to miss this because it will be very, very educational for you and for me as well. So listen to the next hour. We'll be right back with hour number three. And thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.